We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, June the 4th, 2021. Today's show, Jeff O'Hara of Cox by 90 and I go live from Hall's Chop House in downtown Columbia as we break down today's game against the Virginia Cavaliers. The Gamecocks begin their road to Omaha. Also, guys, we break down the Columbia Regional in its entirety. Look back on the 2021 Gamecocks baseball season that was at this point. We also touch on South Carolina basketball and Frank Martin's program, as well as close out the show by mentioning Shane Beamer, the football program we're most looking forward to this fall much much more guys from a great conversation a great night out in downtown columbia guys so sit back relax enjoy it's all brought to you by our friends over at upstate movers group guys upstate movers group superior moving service they bring care and attention the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service guys service is what separates upstate movers group from the competition they're not a trucking company they're a moving services company and they're also employee-owned co-op the movers are paid twice the industry average and everyone on the crew is invested in your success they have dedicated professional crew members and they also offer black glove service they offer end-to-end packing service services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, or of course, if you have any other questions go to their website upstatemoversgroup.com that's upstatemoversgroup.com be sure to check them out and tell them chris from the spurs up show sent you let's get it Guys, what's up? Appreciate y'all tuning in. TSUF, 
Cox by 90 live from Hall's on location, downtown Columbia. You see a little bit. I know the glare is kind of tough, but uh, State House behind us, and we've got a delay in the audio, so hopefully that won't throw me off here on this Thursday night. But again, appreciate y'all tuning in, whether you're tuning in on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, whatever it may be. Um, really excited, man. Obviously, the night before South Carolina gets going to the Columbia Regional, Gamecocks taking on Virginia first pitch at noon tomorrow. Jeff, first things first, we're getting it going into everything. Appreciate you, Jeff. Cox by 90. I give all the credit to him. He set this up. And also, really quickly, round of applause to Halls for having us out. What a fantastic venue. Great location. Wonderful food. We're at Halls. We're not just tweeting about it, but we're actually live streaming <laughs> from Halls. Jeff, appreciate it, man. What's going on? I mean, how cool is this right now? I tell you, got some friends out here right here that we've met, obviously, through Twitter. And then I've got some longtime friends here, too. Um, actually officiated a wedding for their brothers. So it's kind of cool to have you all out. Um, Halls, I don't think there could have been a more perfect place for us to have this on location before the regional. I'm going to have to bring it up, Chris, because we made a little wager before football season last year. This is kind of, I think, how we got to know each other a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you got to sure, love Gamecock Twitter, by the way. We see Dively back there. You got to love Gamecock Twitter. Dively is big time working, on Twitter. It's yeah, a I'm big just, dysfunctional family, as we all know. So. I just want to be just as big as Dively on Twitter. I'll tell you that. But yeah. so, you know, the Gamecock over under for last season comes out, right? It's just a 10 game season. For football. For football. For football. Yeah. It's just a 10 game season, and the over under is three and a half. You know, the podcast name's Cox by 90. I lose a boatload of money on the Gamecocks every year. And. Last season was no different. But I see Chris chime in and say he's going under well, of course, three and a half last year. You love Muschamp. I'm such a Muschamp guy, yeah. I think Maybe I saw you trying to put the Muschamp pitcher back up yeah, in the indoor yeah. facility yeah, when they I were was, taking yeah. it down. You yeah. didn't want it to I just go. figured we'd just change it from Spurrier indoor to Will Muschamp indoor <laughs> facility. Why he did not, such a great know? job. Yeah. So Chris goes and bets the under three and a half. And, I, of course, his team has been outstanding. And so this has just been a culmination kind of of – uh, the past couple months, I got to treat Chris to a steak. We got a baseball regional to talk about that we didn't think was going to happen, and we're here. Yeah. And I'm excited to be here. It so. feels good, man. It's exciting. You know, I, I went on uh, radio earlier and was asked about, you know, what's the vibe around Columbia or Gamecock fans? Is it a little deal, medium deal, or big deal? I think it's a really big deal, man. I think South Carolina baseball fans, um, South Carolina fans in general, are just some of the best in the country. And obviously, you talk Gamecocks baseball and the pride that, you know, we know football moves the needle. We know that. Uh, it's the king, certainly in the South and the SEC, but I really look at baseball as the, the crown jewel of Carolina, man. I just think with the history, the tradition, it's the one sport, really, with all due respect to Dawn Staley, the GOAT, by the way, which is in the building. Dawn Staley's uh, in the house. Yeah, with you know, all due respect to her program, but it's the one big sport of the big three that you look at and say has a real tradition of excellence and winning and a standard of, of postseasons and, and, uh, and, and, you know, and winning titles, winning national – you know, it's the one sport I look forward to every year and say, we have a realistic shot of going all the way, winning all – again, excluding Dawn Staley, what she's doing, because it's a given. We're going to be in the Final Four and be in the national title talk every year. But, uh, no, overall, we had somebody just don't – it's Phil. Appreciate you, Phil. I mean, the talk chat. about the GOAT right here. She is literally walking by as we're talking about her. <laughs> she is literally the Gamecock GOAT of all time. Dawn is here, so. Dawn Staley in the building. Love to see that. Love to see um, that. But, yeah, the hype is real, man. The hype is real for Carolina baseball. Obviously, first regional back in Columbia since 2016. And, uh, you know, again, I, we see it on social media. And, I, and I, I've told the people, man, you, uh, it's 
I see it especially from the content side, man. You you think a lot of the viewership and and the listens and stuff would fall off, but dude, Gamecock fans have been engaged this season. Yep. And I think especially too after losing it last season and getting it back, and it made you just appreciate having sports and having Carolina baseball and getting to go to the yard and take it all in. I don't think anybody took it for granted this season. And to get a to get a regional, you know, I, I know some people when I'm, which we're going to get to this, I'm sure in just a second, but I know some people will look at this season and say, "Oh, did South kind of deserve to host?" You know, this that and. The, I think they did, man. When yeah. you you talk about the schedule South kind of went through, sixteen and fourteen in SEC play, you didn't lose a series to a team ranked outside of the top twelve, and I look at that body of work. And was it a perfect yeah. season? No. Well, is this a perfect team? No. But South Carolina, at the end of the day, in my opinion, deserved to host. And I think you know it's funny sometimes to to win a title or to go deep in a postseason, you need a break. Hopefully this hosting bid will be that break for the Gamecocks. So we'll see start tomorrow. Yeah, we'll start tomorrow at noon, right? Yeah, tomorrow at noon. And, ESPN 2. And we will be there at 9 a.m. I'm holding Chris to it. Chris <laughs> oh, might yeah. be going yeah. into town tonight. No, no, I'm no, going to no, be there no. at 9 a.m. No, we're going to be morning. there. The Rowdy Roosters are going to be there, man. I'm looking forward to it. I, I think we're going to have a really good crowd tomorrow. I, I think a lot of people, hopefully people are using Mark Kingston's excuse <laughs> slip that or today. calling out of work or – I was joking earlier this week, and I was like, I'm really glad I don't work in the corporate world anymore because PTO or not, I, I would not be going to work. I mean, anymore. I'm There's literally no – uh, I'm thankful for my boss too as well, right? I uh, Following Gamecock Sports, and this happened many years ago when we went on the basketball run in March Madness. Hey, I had the Greenville. He let me get off for that. Sure enough, I came in that Monday morning. I had to go – I'm going to New York City. I'm following the team there. Um, so, saving up the PTO. I am here until we – win this thing so hey, it might be monday yeah it might be i've already <laughs> told him monday. it might be monday hey, and uh like a little monday and he's on baseball. board so you gotta love a uh a boss that's cool with you following your passion i love the game cox this is Absolutely. my uh that's a boss to keep for life right yeah there, this is uh this is a special place for me right yeah. you know going to school at usc um actually i'm gonna give a quick shout out to speaking of usc i've got my best friend it's actually his birthday today is my roommate for four years shout out rob waters it's his birthday um, he put up with me for four years in this place, shaking it for four years and shaking five points. this place. <laughs> so I have to give him a birthday shout out. Um, when were you at Carolina again? Graduated in 2010. I did the victory lap, so four and a half years. Okay. So 06 to so you 2010. Call, you caught the SEC East title. Though. I was here East title. Uh, he was with me. I will never forget. Obviously, it was down in the swamp, but it was one of the more amazing celebrations I've ever had as a student obviously and then as a Gamecock fan in general it was incredible but you and Beamer you're like this I mean me and Beamer are like this y'all were in Carolina about the same time basically you know I was uh (laughs) and while we're talking about my college experience I was here and again I love basketball more than anything Mm. I was here for the dare win horn years dare win a game dare Dare win um, did we now, do did that? You see, did you see we scheduled a, a home and away with Western Kentucky, and I joked and said, loser of the series has to rehire Darren Horn. <laughs> Dare uh, win. Dare win Horn. Yeah, exactly. Dare I mean, game. I was there for Dwayne Day's, you know, senior night. You know, I mean, it, you know, the, you're bringing me back to college memories. But we're here now to talk about the regional. And I – uh we could talk about my college experience all night. I might go down to five points tonight. Who knows? <laughs> um, there aren't many bars open left, unfortunately. <laughs> they're, so, yeah. Yeah. they're pushing R. you R. to the Vista. Yeah. Maybe you'll see me at 10 roof tonight. Maybe they're pushing everybody to the holes. I've got so we got Sir Big Spur over here too, and we got Taylor Dively. We all had a big night at 10 Roof uh after oh, he doesn't remember. <laughs> he doesn't remember. Of course. I, I mean a lot of us didn't that night. It was a great time. But Nevertheless, I'm hoping to do some celebrating tomorrow after we. Beat I got the cigars UVA's. lined up, by the way. So. Yeah, 
Yeah, just saying. Let's do it. All right, so regional talk. We're back to it. Noon game tomorrow. Mm. I want to look back at the season right quick before we get into the regional. Tell me, Chris, and, and I'll tell you too, what was your favorite game of the year? If you had to pick one out, which one – tickled you the most well probably the one that got i got caught on camera with somebody in our audience tonight uh no you know <laughs> the 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 extra inning thriller against florida was incredible but i, I got to go back to that sunday against clemson man I, I, oh. that was by far the most nervous i had been all season long and was all season i mean literally shaking like i wanted to you know despite some people thinking i am a clemson fan i i, I hate those guys i wanted to beat them so bad um i, I just I wanted that one more than any series we played. And I know there were a lot of great moments in SEC play. I think of the Florida sweep as a whole. And like I said, that extra inning game and, and uh, you know, Kentucky sweep, whatever. We won a lot of great games. But, man, clinching the series like that at home, walk-off fashion. Andrew Eister, two nights in a row, comes up as the mm. big – it had everything, man. It's, it's almost beyond words what that game meant. It was – you know, we all know how important it is, man. I mean, listen, baseball is a marathon and – and, and you don't, you know, just, you know, the 2010 team lost two or three to Clemson, right? Just because in the regular season, just because you lose that series or win that series, it doesn't dictate how your season's going to go. But, man, that was one we needed as a program, I thought, man. And Mark Kingston, I thought, desperately needed. And, you know, to get it in that fashion, I mean, I, I, I felt it, you know, in my stomach oh, yeah. the entire game. And, and that was just – it was incredible, incredible. All right, so I'm going to go back. And I, it was actually a couple weeks ago. And I'm going to give a shout-out. My sister just walked in. She graduated – uh, a couple weeks ago from USC. Hey, Congratulations hey, to her. There you go. Congratulations, Congrats. Caroline. Recent yeah. graduate. There you go. So hey, I'm telling them about my favorite game of the year, and it goes to your graduation weekend. So she graduates, you know, from the University of California. It was a big oh, night Friday night. Bobby, I was there. Bobby Casson. My sister Caroline graduated from the University of California. It was, you know, it was a big night for her. She's never been to California, but she graduated from there. And then, sure enough. You know, we spent a weekend in Columbia because I love this place. And I spent time with my mom and family and them. And so I didn't do Mother's Day at home. I stayed here for that Sunday Mississippi State game. And that Mississippi State game is the reason why we're all here right now. There's no doubt in my mind, if we lose that Mississippi State game, we get swept. There's no – we're not in the top 20 for Mm -hmm. regional talk. And this isn't even happening. So – Go into that game. I'm, you know, I actually we ran in together. We talked yeah, for a while. Yeah, Wouldn't yeah. you? We ate sunflower seeds together we for did, a while. We did. It, it's always a Love good moment. Seeds. This Absolutely. guy's loaded with seeds every time. Loaded. So if you're at the ballpark, yeah, three bags at home right now. Just go grab seeds from yeah. Chris whenever Absolutely. you're there. Barbecue, barbecue. Beating Mississippi State that Sunday on Mother's Day, and not only in the fashion we did it with the walk off. David Menham. David Menham's family. Maybe. Double. You know, his family was actually at that game. Yeah, no, I, So I, they uh, came in, yeah. obviously the Canadian background. Like, yeah. to come to that game, that was his first game at Carolina for them to see him. He hits the walk-off. We salvage one out of three games. Yeah. And then that's why we're here right now. We were. That was the tin roof night. I was, yeah, it was, it was the incredible. tin roof night. I was eating sunflower seeds. Yeah. We were drinking a lot of screwball at the tailgate. Can't so. script it any better. Yeah. Can't script it any better. All right, how about this? What about your favorite – play of the season so we talked about favorite game is there one specific play for you that stands out uh anytime david mendham tried to catch a pop-up in foul territory <laughs> honestly that, no, I, um you know it's funny man i, I go back to again to the one that just jumps out I mean, I don't, it, you know it comes back to that clemson series and a lot of people might gloss over this play and not think much of it i'll see if you remember the slide glove side where he just flicks it 
Yeah. Damn good play. It was, a, it was a great play, man. I mean, Wimmer, you know, I know a lot of people dog the South kind of defense. And was it one of the best? Was it Scott Wingo? Was it Bobby, you know, Bobby Haney and Adrian Morales? Maybe not. But, you know, so, Braylon Wimmer saved us a lot of runs in the infield. So I went play. opposite play. You did fielding. I did hitting. And you kind of hit on this a little bit earlier. But Ice Ice Baby, yeah. you know, anytime you beat Clemson in anything these days, right? Like, I don't care. Badminton. We can go out and throw water polo. Shoot, I'll do shoots and ladders. Get a board game out here. Eister those two walk-offs, which he'll be able to – I mean, again, his whole life will be able to say I had two walk-off yeah. hits. Eister will never Clemson. pay for another drink in Columbia as long as he lives. In never. He needs to walk never. in right now. Yeah. Obviously, NCAA yeah, reasons. I wouldn't that. pay anything. I owe you. you know? I owe you. Yeah. But let's just say down the line, yeah, he won't have to pay. Yeah. I, uh, I I have to say those two walk-offs, one, what, being at Greenville, which yeah. is might as well t- be Tater Country. <laughs> I mean, if you're there's probably people here listening yeah. from Greenville. I don't. I love. It's Greenville. no knock on Greenville, yeah. but it's definitely a 60-40 at minimum Clemson advantage when that game's played. No doubt. There's it no is. Doubt. I mean, it's a. T- but I think the idea is the fact that it being again that third one in Columbia, right? Right. Again, that's, yes, we get the home field advantage. All right, we all that topic. That could be a rabbit hole. We could just literally be all the way down in there. But last thing, looking back. On this beautiful season, how about the biggest letdown? We got to hit a. We can't talk about all the great things. That's one thing I don't like to do. I don't like to talk about all the shiny toys. I like to talk about the letdown. What do you think the biggest letdown was this year? I think it's got to be the third base position and Brennan Malone. Um, This is a guy that, you know, I I like Brennan Malone a lot. He's a great kid and great family. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's all about producing and putting up numbers. And this is a guy that I project in the preseason to be your number three hole hitter. And, and be a 300 hitter for you. I compared him to Christian Walker in the preseason. I mean, I really did. And I mean, here's the thing. I, I've seen this kid swing it. I know the type of power he's got. I, I, I know the type of hitter he can be. But for whatever reason, it, it just never clicked for him. So I, I'd say for me personally, biggest letdown, I mean, it's got to be Malone, man. I, I just, if you'd have told me before the season that Josiah Seitler was going to be your three hole hitter, which shout out to him, and Brendan Malone was going to be the seven, eight, nine, or not even in the lineup half the time. I wouldn't hardly believe you, man. So I, I have been very, very surprised at Brennan Malone's lack of success. And really the third base position as a whole, man, yeah. it's just been musical chairs, musical chairs. You know, we, we've talked about for weeks, and I've said it over and over again on my show, like pick one guy and stick with him. You know, I'm, I'm a Kingston guy, no question. That is the one thing about Kingston, though, I say that that sometimes I'm like, Coach, don't overthink this. Thing. Yeah, like, there's pick a lot of one guy Because it's, imp- it's just like being a quarterback in football, man. There's just no way getting interchanged out drive to drive. You can build any sort of consistency or rhythm or confidence, which is more important than all of what I just mentioned. So, yeah, Unless man, you're this- Spurrier, Florida in the 90s. Well, unless you're Spurrier in 2008 <laughs> against Arkansas when you're changing out Steven Garcia and Chris Smelly on every single yeah. play. So, but guess what? Mark Kingston's not C. Spurrier. So, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, I'd say Brennan Malone, man. Like, you know, and I uh, – you know, I'm glad he's back healthy. He'll be ready to go yeah. tomorrow, and I'm, I would have assume he'll start. But he, he's, you know, call for what it is, man. It just happened in his year, and sometimes it happens in baseball, and you just get off to a rough start. And, you know, sometimes you're able to go on a hot streak, and sometimes you're not. Yeah. Sometimes you don't recover. So, I, I'd say Malone. No, I, and I think that third base position too, right? I thought Heinrich, after the game he had against Mississippi State, right, the double down the line. He's been clutch. Then, Heinrich's been clutch. Then the hit, no I was like, okay, he's definitely starting the next midweek game. Yeah. Didn't start. I was like – it's it, that's yeah it's just been and maybe that's kingston's mental maybe he plays this chess game and we're playing checkers i don't know i mean <laughs> you know he did rest our whole team right. when we go to hoover and now we're sitting here in columbia for a everybody regional. wanted mark kingston fires until they realize he's a genius <laughs> he, i mean all right i'm gonna say this and then i'll tell you all my biggest letdown 
he there had to have been like you know how you get tipped pitches right or you get, right, right. you know he had, he had to, to have know been your, tipped your we're gonna host. that there was a better than average chance that Columbia was going to be a regional host with yeah. or without winning one game. Well, dude, Ray Tanner's our AD. He's like on the board for college baseball. You think he doesn't know what's going on? I mean, come on. I just, you know, you you love, and I am one of them too. I'm the big Gamecock knee-jerk reaction guy. Right. I'll tell y'all, I was at Nightcaps the night Satterfield got hired, and I knee-jerk reacted all over Twitter, and I had to apologize. I remember I, that. I had had some beverages, and okay. I said, of course. It was a little underwhelming. I, mean, yeah, I, I think that's but fair I, to say. Yeah. I mean, but we're big knee-jerk, and we are, and I think a lot of fan bases are. But I think the knee-jerk reaction at that point is just – Ah, yeah, it's standard. Well, it is. It is frustrating, man. I mean, the SEC tournament. I, I'd love for us to make a run. I, heck, I was frustrated from the perspective of business and content. I'm like, man, I'd like to have two more games to talk yeah. about. Like, I, I don't want to be one and done, and you know, be just empty the rest of the week. And you see all these other teams playing, and you're like, man, like, I really want to enjoy the SEC tournament, but it's kind of a bitter taste in my mouth now that we got eliminated. You know, first day out, whatever, and, and especially losing well, to a team like Alabama that you just felt like – and getting your ass kicked when you felt like you had no, no business ass doing kicked. so. You felt naked, too, yeah. that weekend. It's like first time, no baseball. Right. You're like, this just this just didn't feel right. So, right. You, you, you have to blame it on somebody. You blame it right. on Kingston. But whatever. we're here now. My biggest letdown was Ole Miss series. Like, I, I, That's fair. I look at that series and I'm like, man. You know, if people say that Carolina didn't deserve to host a regional – in which we've talked about that I think the record, the RPI, suggests we should, in which we are. Right. That old Miss series, getting swept there, this team's better than getting swept in the SEC. And people yeah. will say, hey, look at Florida. Florida got swept in the SEC, and they're still a top 12 ball club, right? right. They're hosting a regional. I think this team was better than what it showed down there in the Delta. And for me, it just kind of stung because at yeah. that point, it's it we we hadn't won until Kentucky. What was it like? One out of the last five SEC series yeah, we, we had, lost. We had, yeah, I think four, uh, three or four. I think it was. Yeah. And so for me, it's just I don't know. Three that, in a row for sure. Three in a row. Mississippi State, Arkansas, think, and Ole Miss. And then we win the Kentucky, yeah. and then obviously lose Mississippi State and Tennessee. Yeah. So we're one in five right. SEC series winning yeah. Yeah. over the last six. And mm-hmm. people were saying, "How does that team host?" Yeah. Well, again, I look back at the Ole Miss and I say. We lost some close ones, but getting swept right there was frustrating for yeah, me. It was. And so, and, you know, when you get swept in SEC play, listen, when you win two out of three, lose two out of three, you tread water in this league. It's the sweeps when you get them and when they happen to you the that completely one. change your season. So, and we yeah. had what? And that was our fourth to last series, right? We only right. had three series yeah, left. It wasn't we're a lot right of time. there in the regional yeah. talk because the regional talk, again, we were the top 20. Yeah. But it was close. So. Well, my, and my big thing was this, though, going back to the, the hosting thing is, and I, and I made this point on social media. You got picked to be one of the top 20 host sites at 12 and 12 in league play. Yeah. You went, yes, you went four and two in your last six. How are you not one of the, and I don't care how it came. I know you swept Kentucky and then got beat two out of three. But the fact of the matter is you went four and two in your last six SEC games. How do you fall out of the top 16 there? But, Uh, hey, it it worked out. for. Obviously, it worked out. The Gamecocks are the two seed in the Columbia Regional, but. Hey, so I, I do have to say one thing. So you all see we're outside here at Halls on the patio. We've got a little crew out here. Thank you all for coming. 
We have, again, Don Staley's here with the U.S. Women's National Team. I want to say that was the head coach of Arizona that just walked by here. I don't know if you yeah, just my, saw that. Yeah, I, I was one, but she was the familiar. one that was in the familiar. huddle being like, let's fucking go. Yeah. That was her that just walked by. So my eyes caught it, and it's like, I don't know. It's just cool. Again, I love yeah. coming here to Columbia. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that was Arizona's head coach. I think that's no, – No big deal. No big deal. No, and she's a part of that U.S. Women's National Team. I don't know. I thought – I thought she did a hell of a job coaching again during the women's basketball tournament. The let's fucking go inside the uh, the little huddle, but here at Halls, I think one unique thing, and I love coming here every time I'm up here. You get to run into Gamecock greats. I feel like you're at least running to somebody in the coaching staff, somebody that formerly played for the football team, somebody basketball related. I don't know. It's just cool. So Halls doesn't need me to plug them. Sure as hell doesn't need Chris to plug them. Doesn't need Cox by ninety to plug them. But this place is, again, one of the, again, premier spots in all the state. Mm. Charleston, Columbia, Greenville, opening up one in Nashville, too. But yeah, I'm thankful to be here. Having us out. And it's I just awesome. think it's cool. I mean, we're sitting here watching Don Staley walk right in front of us right here. And then sure enough, Arizona women's head the basketball big wigs coach. of cola, man. The, the stars are out. <laughs> yeah. The stars are out. All right. So we have talked about, obviously, the regular season. We're in postseason play yeah, now, baby. Right. New season. Oh, and no. Everybody's 0 and 0. We're 0 and 0. We got to win three games, and then we got to win two games after that. But we're talking about the first three now. Chris has done a heck of a job covering the regional over your podcast over the past couple days. So what I wanted to do is can we get just a little bit of your background talking about Jacksonville, Virginia, Old Dominion? How about kick us off? What do you – what scares you about Jacksonville? Oh man, respect. Be your, honest respect, with everybody. Your now. opponent. What, what scares me about Jacksonville? Yeah. Uh, nothing. And listen, the only thing I guess is solve the technical issues. You know it. We got people yelling "cox by 90 from the street. If I can solve the technical issues, here we go. Uh, when you when you look at Virginia, though, second in the conference in ERA, and it's all led by Andrew Abbott, man, sub three ERA. But what stands out to me about him: 89 innings pitched. I think it's 136 strikeouts with 28 walks. I mean, that's getting Jesus. the job done. You know, he he's not going to give you a lot. And so, us as a ball club, it, it all comes back to hitting for South Carolina. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the biggest thing. I don't even know if it necessarily scares me about Virginia. My biggest concerns for South Carolina are directly related to South Carolina. Are we going – are you going to get enough out of the bats? Now, the interesting thing about Virginia is this. They are like a mirror image of us. They yeah, depend yeah. on dominant pitching from both their starting rotation and their bullpen, and they just pray to God they score enough to win. Because South like, Carolina ranks 152nd in the NCAA in scoring. Virginia ranks 155th. They hit 260 as a team. They've only hit 35 home runs this year as a ball club. Jeff, we have one guy with 22. I'm looking at your graphic right now because your guy – right. who's the guy that does the graphic? AUPPL, and we'll post the graphic tomorrow, by the way, so don't get too much. No, it's just kidding. The oh, stats I, are I, out I'm, there. I'm giving now, you all we'll, the behind-the-scenes. We'll behind post the this graphic tomorrow, this. but uh, it's behind the scenes. They Chris, did a great job. Look at this. Chris, I mean, giving me behind-the-scenes content. Yeah. You all – this guy's a good guy over here. Yeah. But we'll I'm just – first thing in the morning. Again, I'm looking at it. Like you said, it's a mirror image. Their pitching staff versus ours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they finished second in the ACC and ERA. We finished second in the SEC and ERA. Uh, you know, they, they've got a big-time guy in uh, Andrew Abbott. We've got Brett Carey. We've got Thomas Farr, different guys. like They've got some elite guys in the back in their bullpen. So do we. So, you know, I, and I'm sure we're going to get more in-depth in the game tomorrow in just a second because I do, yeah. do want to touch on Old Dominion before we go any further yeah. because, you know, they do deserve the respect. But what concerns me about Virginia and them as a matchup problem is elite pitching wins in the postseason. Right, it, it, it does, bottom line. And Virginia has legitimate 
pitching. And also, they're, they're hot. They won seven of their last nine. You know, most teams, I think, coming in the postseason, there are very few you're going to find that have really limped into the postseason. Most teams are kind of playing their – they seem Virginia's to be playing their best two, baseball. Seven and two in their last nine right, right, seven and two in their last nine. So, the thing that concerns me from a matchup perspective is just – are we going to be able to hit enough? You know what I mean? We, we, and we've seen the best of the best. We've seen the aces, but Andrew Abbott's as formidable as any of those guys we've seen. And winning game one, man, you know, we've talked all, all year how, how winning game one is so important. Winning game yeah. one in the regionals, it is, it's so crucial because your, your, your chances of taking home that regional crown, they go down drastically win game if one. you lose that game. So, Virginia, I'd say the dominant pitching. Now, like I said, before we get into the – the game tomorrow. I, I do want to touch on Old Dominion because I, I don't want to disrespect Old Dominion yeah. as the number one seed. They're the I number mean, one seed. They are the number one seed. Number for a eleven listen, overall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the Monarchs earned it. They had a great year. Um, won the Conference USA tournament. Yeah. Uh, they hit three eleven as a ball club. I mean, the numbers jump out at you. Uh, they've got a, their top hitter. What's his name? Kyle. Uh, yeah. What am I forgetting his name? I, I apologize to him, but Kyle, whatever his name is, eighteen bombs on the year. Um, the big question I have to Old Dominion, so the thing that would scare me about Old Dominion is this, is that if you're not swinging it well, like Old Dominion looks like a club, especially the hitter-friendly. Kyle numbers. Battle. I'm Kyle Battle. Right there you go. 18, 18 home runs. One yeah. of the best hitters in all of college baseball, honestly. He's been great this year. The thing that would Look concern these me. averages. My God. Yeah. The thing, that, the thing that would concern me about Old Dominion is, you know, from a South Carolina perspective, you play them, you better swing it because they're going to swing yeah. it. You know what I mean? Uh, now, you could also say, hey, they haven't seen the type of pitching that we have. They haven't seen the type of arms that we feature. But, uh you know, Old Dominion shown they're not going to back down from anybody. They, they, they earned a top 16 seed. The question I have for Old Dominion, how does their pitching translate? Because a 4.4, I believe, ERA in Conference USA competition, something like 4.6 maybe? Uh, 4.32. 4.32, okay. But in over because four, I've got C Phillies, yeah, I got right. I got this graphic. I, don't even have my graphic. <laughs> I got the graphic in over front of me. Over a four you know? ERA though in Conference USA, and you just wonder how because again I, I fully believe baseball is one of the last sports where defense still wins championships. You know we, we all say the, the old adage in football, oh, defense. No, it doesn't. All these days you got to score points, man. It, it's all about scoring. All the rules play in favor to of the offense. You got to score. Baseball, great pitching still beats great hitting. If you don't have Every, the arms all night. And, you're and not twice getting, on Sunday. Right. You're not getting to Omaha. You're not winning the World Series in the major leagues. I don't care what level of baseball you're at. If you don't have the arms and guys that can be shut down and dominant, you're not going to go very far. So that's my biggest question, I think, with Old Dominion because they've got the bats to back it up. It's just will their pitching do enough. Now, I'm when sure you, you look at it, at last time we beat Virginia in the postseason, which we won a College World Series championship. 2011, then. beat them twice. That final score was what, 3-2? Yep, in 13 innings. So, so at the end of the day, like you said – Defense wins championship. Yeah. Pitching wins, right? We all remember Gamecock greats. Yeah, obviously, there's Whit Merrifield with the walk-off yeah. hit and Jackie Bradley Jr. But Michael Roth made his name pitching in the postseason. And I think that – and, again, I'm looking at this graphic right now. Old Dominion, their averages – and, again, I think they might be a little balloon because you have Conference USA pitching. But the idea that they're – putting over eight runs a game. They're averaging 8.1 runs, 8.1 runs yeah. a game. That's pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. Like, they're hitting the ball. Yeah. You, talk, you talked about it. They're at 100 home runs, 98 home runs. Mm. Like, those guys are putting the bat yeah. on the ball. Now, when we get to the postseason, they're not playing against Conference USA pitching. Yeah. 
We've got ACC and, and that's, SEC And that's all pitchers. due respect to Conference USA Baseball because they had some really, really they, good clubs you know, this Rice, year. Rice used to be a historic great club. was a really good ball club this year. I mean, there, there's some really good ones, but – Are they Ruston? Is it going, Ruston Regional? The Ruston? Is that where the Louisiana Tech is? I think Ruston? so, yes. Ruston, yes. I, I had that name. Right. Like, when the Ruston, I started – I was like, Ruston? Yeah. I was like, that's kind of like thinking about Clemson. Nobody even knows And I believe Clemson's that the, the record at, was, uh, which I think it was Mike Yuba that tweeted it, which shout out Mike. Uh, Mike, we're at Halls. Come yeah, on yeah, by. Where, where's Mike Yuba? We're at? tweeting about it. Where is he? You want to come by? Um, he said that Old Dominion is 10 and 5 this season against uh, regional teams, postseason teams. So, I mean, they've played good competition. It's not like they haven't. But again, my, my biggest question, like you said, it, it is different. You know, the Virginias, the South Carolinas, there's a bump up in competition. So, uh, I, you know, Old Dominion, I can only imagine going on the road, you know, I'm sure they feel disrespected as the one seed and they yeah. got that, they've got that chip on their shoulder. What I tell people is this, dude. Everybody this time of year has a chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? Everybody has that that sort of that edge they're playing with. So Old Dominion, you know, I, I'm excited. You know, obviously I know I've got the booklet. I know you do. I'm planning on going yeah. and watching them tomorrow night. I, I'm really excited. To kind I will. Of see. We're gonna be doing some yeah. celebrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Chris. excited to see. Old Dominion looks like we're gonna go out there and start to get the scouting report. But uh, I mean, we're doing kegs and eggs at 9 a.m. <laughs> we we win. Yeah. Three o'clock. You know. I don't know. I mean, you got to come back to Halls. Yeah, shoot. Why not? And tweet about it. And tweet about it, yes. Might even Instagram about it. <laughs> Take a couple <laughs> selfies, why don't we? I mean, so, yeah. again, Virginia, that game tomorrow, we've uh-huh. talked about, again, Old Dominion's got the batch. Virginia is just an all-around good team. Tomorrow, we don't have to talk about the keys to the game, right. but I want to talk about some individuals yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Who is – maybe – and then tomorrow, and then we'll talk about, like, regional players. Yeah, yeah for sure. For the regional, pitching-wise, who's the person that Carolina's got to have play at their best and just help us win? Who's the guy? Who's the pitcher you're saying, correct? The pitcher, this is, I pitcher, feel like, pitcher first, and I, then we'll do I, the positional player. I feel player. like this is a trick question because the answer is so simple. It's Brett Carey. Yeah. I mean, bottom line. And you mentioned, by the way, 2011 against Virginia. And when you talk about 10, you talk about 11, you talk about 12, you talk about all those great Gamecock ball clubs at that point and back-to-back national titles, we had a lot of great players in our lineup. There's no question. We, we had oh a, a Gamecock legends all Your over. Stats. We had power. But like I said, in the postseason, dominant starting pitching and bullpen. That's what does it. Yeah. We had guys like Blake Cooper. We had guys like Michael Roth, Sam Dyson, Matt Price, Matt Price at the back end, John Taylor, Jose Was there Jose nothing Mata. better than Matt Price coming out with that hey. number 22 – Doing the literally Patrick the Davis Superman. said it best in in, in in Wingo and his yardcocks when he comes in just close oh, it down. That's oh. it. It's over. So now I put it on Brett Carey, man. And, and you know we can talk about situational hitting and two strike hitting and, and and two out hitting until we're blue in the face, right? And it's going to be a challenge for Gamecock hitters, and they've got to rise to it. They need to swing it a lot better than they've done. Yeah. I talked about all season productivity over power. We got to put away or find a way to put together productive at bats. Hey, you get a guy on second with nobody out, you got to get him to third. You got to score. You got to score him. You got a guy, especially against a guy like Andrew Abbott, who, again, the statistics tell you he's not going to give you a lot. So, hey, if he walks a guy, if they make an error, you got to make them pay for it. You have to. Ball clubs do that. You know, Texas, we went to that Texas uh, series. Again, we got swept with them. I'm I'm just glad we actually played that series. That helped us tremendously. I think it prepared us a lot for the hosting talk SEC play, too, as well, going on early and sweeping Florida. But those guys, that team is a perfect example. Mm. They play small ball to it. They can and that's hit, Texas they baseball. Can power, that's they can Texas power baseball. hit when they need yeah. to. 
But that is a perfect example. They get a leadoff double. That runner is scoring 95% of the yeah. time. Well, and I, like I said, looking at this game, Brett Carey, I, you, you, you come into postseason games where – and this – this reminds me a lot of – I'm going to go back to 2010. I made the trip down to watch South Carolina play Ole Miss. And it wasn't it wasn't a postseason game, but we all remember the season that Blake Cooper had. And Incredible he was going up against ace after ace after ace. Big league guys now, weekend after weekend after weekend. And Blake Cooper wasn't the name a lot of these guys were. He wasn't the guy the scouts were coming to go see. Right. But he took it upon himself each and every time he took the baseball. He said – I'm going to shove it up their ass, and I'm going to go out. Yeah. I'm going to take it upon myself to go out there and beat that guy. And, and yeah. you don't think about that as a pitcher necessarily that, oh, like it's me versus him. Like you're thinking, okay, one pitch at a time. I'm facing this lineup. I'm not facing him directly. Right. But if I'm Skyler me, I'm Mark Kingston, I take very much that same approach that Blake Cooper had, that mentality in the sense, okay, Brett, everybody's talking about Andrew Abbott. And, of course, Brett Carey's getting his recognition. Don't get me wrong. D1 Baseball said he's the best pitcher in this regional, and for good and for good reason, right? He's getting the accolades. But if I'm Skyler Meade, Mark Kingston, I look at Brett Carey and say, listen, we can't lose if they don't score. Bottom line. Hey, go win regional pitcher of the weekend or whatever. Go, go yeah. win the pitcher of the regional. Go win an award. And so I put it on his shoulders. Man, listen, we might have to win two to one. We might have to win two to one, one to nothing. Who knows? We're going to get your prediction so, here shortly, too. Yeah. So I, I like, but back to your. I put it on Brett Carey. I, I, you, you have got to have a good start from him. He needs to go. He doesn't need to be good. He doesn't need to be great. Brett Carey needs to be special. Tomorrow. Yeah. He needs to be special for you. He needs to have a Kentucky type outing, right? I don't even. I'm not even saying that necessarily because it's such a different beast and the postseason and all that. But he's got to give you seven strong. Yeah. You know, especially hey, especially game one. We're setting the tone for the entire regional. You can't go out there and burn your entire bullpen in game one. So, so this this entire this game will in its entirety will set the tone for the entire weekend. So you're leading up to my guy, right? From the pitching staff, I think Brett Carey's got to be a goat tomorrow. Right. I think right. he's got to come out. I think that's the easy answer. I'm sorry yeah. if I took the easy no, answer. No, you didn't it, take the easy answer. Yeah. But my answer is uh, the return of the boss. The Wizard I, of Boz. I like the return <laughs> of the boss. Fair enough. Whatever. But <laughs> I think Bosnick is the key to this series. Because what I think tomorrow night is, I think Kerry does go seven. But what we don't have right now is the guy like Kerry that we were relying on at the beginning of the year that we always knew if our starting pitcher went seven, guess what? We had Kerry coming in, too, to close it out. I think Boz is that guy, though. Kind of serves as that Swiss Army knife. I think he's the guy. Mm. I think at the end of the day, the starting actually is going to help him Mm. in this regional. And I say that because... I don't think we're looking at him as the closer guy for one inning. I think he's going to be a guy that can come in there and literally shut them down for two to three innings when we need him. And is it going to be tomorrow afternoon? Is it going to be Saturday night? Are we going to bring him back Sunday when we're playing for the championship? Because we will be. But I think Boz, if we can rely on him coming out of the pen, giving us two great outings this weekend, because you have to have a you have to have somebody we can rely on coming out of the pen. Shout out. To the dang, I mean, the crotch rockets going around here. Jesus. But Boz, the Wizard of Boz, the return of the Boz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he is the key. I will tell you this. And I, th- I think I'm hoping Peters. I'm hoping Peters yeah. has a good series yeah. because it's been rough for him. Mm-hmm. It yeah, has been. Sure. I don't, I like, we don't need to. And one thing I don't like to do is talk, and we said this, like, puppies and rainbows. Like, Peters is not. Yeah. For he's hit a, he's past, a like, spot. six. He's at a rough spot. Holy cow. The that wasn't the, a gunshot. The, the wind is whipping. NCAA regionals are blowing. Right you know now. what? It's just like it's just like how Ray Tanner did it. The wind's blowing out right now. <laughs> the wind might be blowing out tomorrow. Ray, Ray would hit him with this. 
It, it really I mean, is. If out you look shoes. at the way the actual field is projected, the, the wind's blowing yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Look for tons of cock bombs tomorrow. All right, I'm saying Bosnick. You knew what I wanted. Incredible You're a sweetheart. Unbelievable. I didn't wave him to the server. She knew exactly what I wanted. So you all just saw it pop up. Boz coming out. I think we might get two innings out of Boz tomorrow. And I think Boz, whether it be Sunday or Monday, Boz, he's our guy. Yeah. I think I think yeah. it's he's been incredible. I think it's Boz. Yeah, he's and incredible. I and talk about a guy again, Sunday starter. I don't think he was doing Poorly. Yeah. I think he was doing fine. Mm-hmm. I think Will Sanders ended up having a, a couple good midweek outings. And, and he then, just and he just had weekend type stuff. Yeah. You, you could see it really early. I'm excited for Will, man. And, and there's some guys, man, that believe it or not, some guys are just better out of the bullpen. Or they're more comfortable if yeah. nothing else. Some guys don't like to know when they're gonna get the baseball. It gives them yeah. anxiety. They get nervous. They get like you know what I'm saying? Some guys like to be ambushed in a way. And some guys, of course, they like to get in a routine. They like to know, hey, here's what I'm going to stretch. Here's what I'm going to throw. Here's what I'm going to warm up. It's the same thing every five, six, seven days, whatever it may be. So I think it was a mixture of, yeah, like you said, Will Sanders was incredible early on in the yeah. season. And you could just – you. I mean, I, I've been saying it all year. He's your Friday night guy next year. I, I have no yeah, doubt. I mean, I mean the stuff is there. It's incredible. But I think it was a mixture of Will Sanders and what he did. I think Julian Bosnick, they kind of had the idea, hey, I think this guy – I think he kind of he's gonna flourish in the bullpen, and hey, sure enough, it paid if Boston off. comes back next year, and we've got Will Sanders, and those are our one-two punches. Yeah. And you hope Jack Mahoney recovers. And then Mahoney yeah. again, it's always tough coming off of a yeah, TJ, yeah, yeah, injury. But that's two studs. Yeah, that gets you excited. That gets you that little tickle down like the back. Like I said, pitching wins championships, know? man. But again, I think yeah, watch out for Boss this weekend. I, I have a good feeling about it. Yeah. All right, hitter. Positional player for the regional, whatever you want to call it, player that's got to step up, key player, who's got to be the guy? I'll, I'll say this. It's got to be Brady, Brady Allen. More's me, Lucrum, the reaper of souls. Man, I just think the heart and soul of this ball club. Yeah. I've been saying it all year, and again, it, maybe it's the easy answer. I guess there, there's different directions you could go, but at the end of the day, man, in your leadoff spot, your leader, your, your clubhouse leader, your on-field leader, off-field leader, I, I just – I looked at Brady Allen. Things get going tough. He gets going. He gets this lineup going. And when he's Brady a, Allen's swinging it well, he's a stud. he does it in the field. He does it at the plate. Like-